Hello and welcome to Animal Wisdom Stories. My name is Miriam Thiel Alberts and I'm your host on this beautiful and wonderful episode. And I have the pleasure to have Sandra Mendelssohn on the show today and we will be talking about manifesting. So I hope you all take away a little bit of manifesting power with you and um, can try that at home. So first of all, I would like to uh, thank Paul Liftenegger for the lovely music. And now, welcome Sandra Mendelssohn. Hello. Hello, Miriam. So Sandra, I'm so happy to be talking to you. Um, this is going to be so exciting, actually. And I, I am going to make some notes about <laughs> what the animals want to tell us or want to share with us about manifesting. Um, before we go into this and jump into this, I would like to introduce you a little bit more. Um, your channel of consciousness and your channel messages from the animal world um, to help the humans. You are an author, a blogger, and a speaker, and you've published a wonderful book that won in a, uh, a prize, an award uh, at the Equus Film Festival. It's called... Uh, we we walk sorry we walk beside you animal messages for an awakening world so welcome on the show on animal wisdom stories sandra thank you thank you for having me here <laughs> this is a, a treat for me thank you so much um so we thought it would be really nice to hear one of your animal wisdom messages and um you selected a really really nice one if you want to Tell us a little bit about how you got that message from the hair. You know, the reason I, I love the fact that we're focusing on this topic is because it keeps coming up. You know, I channeled the book several years ago and since then have continued to get animal messages that are going to be more books and sharing them in social media. And the theme about manifesting and creating with your mind is something the animals do. And we humans don't believe that we can do it. And we would not see ourselves the way we did if we embraced the power of our own minds because everything is energy and our thoughts right. create reality. It's, it's all energy. So um, the one animal that I think put it so beautifully, should, um, should I share what the, what the hair said? Because the, the hair came through while I was writing the book. And like this. You've been wondering about creating with your minds. Did you know that animals do it all the time? That's how we find food. We manifest it. Water, the same. Forests and friends and quiet places, yes, we manifest it all. Everything we do is with intention and forethought. We bring forth what we need. That's why we don't lack or have a fear of it. Abundance is all of our birthright, yours and ours. You must have the courage and the discipline to manifest your reality every day. Manifest peace, joy, abundance, honesty, brotherhood, and love. It is all there. Thank you so much. And I think this is really beautiful. Um, it's just a reminder again to just, you know, yeah, believe in, in this and say, you know, opening yourself up to the possibility that we are more powerful than we actually think we are. <laughs> so um, um, what I was wondering when you were, when you were reading the, um, the message was, do you think 
there's some animals that are not as good as manifesting or is this something that comes natural to them? I don't know if. <laughs> well, here's the, here's the thing. Um, it's a twofold answer. You know, the animals have made it very clear and I don't want to go too far off on a topic that they are in their current form because they needed to learn the lessons that that form provides. Okay. So some species, you know, may be more conscious of their manifesting ability. You know, they are all really clear that they're here to learn that one major lesson in this lifetime. And if they don't learn the other ones, they'll come back and learn them in another time. So have I spoken to every single species in the whole world about manifesting? Not yet. However, the importance of the theme and elephants have driven this home is that we humans don't realize that animals feel our thoughts and we think we have to go be with them to help them. Every day, I've had horses tell me this, elephants, we know how special those two species are energetically. Every day, sit and hold the vision of what you want to create for yourself, for the animals, for the world. Mm -hmm. Stop the running and running and sit and hold the vision. They feel those thoughts. So do you see that the power of manifesting connects us with all? Right. We're right. already connected, but it reminds us. Right, it right. It accomplishes more than we even think, not just, okay, I want to manifest a parking spot. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's small. You know, the, the beautiful thing about the animals is they always validate what we're trying to do. When we're trying right. to do Reiki, they feel it first. When we're trying to grow, they go, yes, we see you growing. You know, the animals read our thoughts. And that's why they haven't given up on us. So basically what they're saying is join on this energy bandwagon. Understand that you create this. I mean, I've had a lynx say, and you know, it, it, that this is all a group illusion. Mm -hmm. We can shift it one person at a time. You only have to worry about your role in it. You can't think about what everybody else is doing. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, horses, and again, always the horses and, and the lynx were like, imagine as I can, sitting and looking at your village that you think is so solid. And then it disappears in a cloud of smoke. And then what, is, what you then see is a joy, abundance, all that he said. This is what's really there, but you don't see it because you don't believe it. Right, right. Wayne Dyer, you will see it when you believe it, the title of a book he wrote. So this whole manifesting thing is huge because yeah. it pertains to every element of our lives and uh, creating from within what we think we see without. That is, that is so nice. What, you know, it's like this, this manifesting, you know, um, you know, the books and the, the, the workshops and all that. Um, it's, it's a big industry. What, I mean, I love that the, the animals want to teach us because, you know, I have communicated with animals and, and they are very happy to help us grow. And um, I love this sort of that you said, the animals doing this manifesting already. Um, what do you think is, is the sort of missing link for us humans? I mean, it's, you know, to manifesting. I mean, what I heard is that um, <laughs> basically... Belief. 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 
belief. This is we, be we believe what we see. In fact, that's the meditation we'll get to later. Okay. You know, we cannot believe what we see. I mean, just even if we only know in our brains, what I'm looking at is a group illusion with all the limits. Mm -hmm. And for us to, as every animal has said, trust yourselves and don't believe this limited group illusion, right. the limitations of, it's, this is our challenge, getting beyond this 3D stuff that we've lived with and that we've believed in. The key to manifesting is believing um, and practicing. You know, I mean, I, if I had a shortcut, baby, I'd be there. I would share with the world, shed, shed every limiting belief. And I tell people, this is why the animals are so compassionate about the human condition. This is why when I gave them the floor, what do you want us to know? Right. Most of the book turned out to be them helping us see things differently, experience more joy, back off the beating ourselves up and loving, you know, love yourself, let go of control. All these lessons to help us enjoy life, learn and enjoy, learn and enjoy, learn and enjoy. You know, so it, it, it is hard to be human. <laughs> it, but it I, do you know what I always think also, if we're, because I am, I'm picking up a lot of messages about self-love as well and um, just enjoying life, um, being happy, uh, looking for the happy spots in every day. And I mm -hmm. always think that, you know, even just with my animals, my animals have a nicer day if I am feeling good. You know, if I'm sort of looking for the happy spots and I'm not getting uh, frustrated or I'm, you know, I'm trying to achieve something that, you know, some problems, technical problems, you know, <laughs> something like that. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, it, it is, that's why they keep dragging us outside get outside and step because the human vibration and the technology and the rules and the way you have to navigate to share a message or do your work are really dense, really dense. And so is language. Language is right, denser than thought, they tell me. So get outside and exhale and give yourself these breathers as often as you can. It pulls you back. When, you know, you can feel like you're going down a rabbit hole, you started out your day and then all you're doing is solving problems just to get the computer or the this or the, mm -hmm. you know, and then you're like, what was I trying to do in the first place? I don't even remember. <laughs> yeah. And the animals see this. They really do. So, you know, is there a short, there's no short, easy answer. It's every day making those spaces to meditate, to be outside, to be with your animals in that space of, I call it, you know, forest gumpism. You know, where there's no judgment, he's right. not striving, he's like a baby, and then of course amazing things happen for him just because he is. So the animals really are helping us with these with different tools and perspectives on how they live. So maybe we can incorporate some of that to break up the density of this clay around us, you know, that we call limiting beliefs. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you actually start being an animal communicator or um, a channel of consciousness? How did that start? I'm, I'm curious now. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I would, I would like to say, oh, like many people, yeah. increasing numbers of them on the planet that, that they knew as a child and they were communicating and they were clear. And no, mm -mm, no. 
um, corporate, the whole normal. I always loved animals, but I was only allowed to have a cat. That was it. And I loved her. I was 52. Hmm. Hello. So that was like, <laughs> well, not yet seven years ago, but let's just say in 2012. Okay. Um, I, I had left corporate and I became a health coach and I started working with red and infrared light therapy, first on humans and then on horses because I love them so much. And the technology allowed me to get to them and do acupuncture with light waves instead right. of needles. So one day I'm, it's like minus seven in the barn and I'm alone with the horse on my hands and knees trying not to, you know, land in pee and poo. And this business, so it's so sexy. <laughs> and then this voice booms loudly in my head. This hay is crap. <laughs> huh? Now, I'm not an expert on hay. I just work on hay. I, I wasn't, you know, the horsewoman from the get-go. I'm like, the hay looks fine. About three to five minutes later, a woman walks into the barn, and she announces, there's mold all over the hay. Right. Okay. Very first communication was really not inspiring. But a few, <laughs> weeks, a few weeks later at a barn down the road, there was a horse that took me under his wing. And uh, I heard, you know, when the barn closes every day at four o'clock, we can be our true selves. We hear the birds speak, the plants speak, everything speaks. I like you and I'm going to take you under my wing and rescue you from humanhood. <laughs> he said, I'm unhappy with the way things are, and I know you are too, and you will help change them. I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, what can I do? Because you know, it was based on, you know, watching people interact with horses and, and the whole way that, you know, things are done, shall we say. And it was a series of conversations. I thought I was making it up. Left the barn, and I said, I'm going to put my tail between my legs and be humble and go back and see what happens. He headbutted me out of his stall into the aisle. <laughs> At which point I heard, you bought into the illusion again. We need you. Okay, so, you know, here is like the stage is set and now I have to fill in the blanks. And he basically told me, horses are sending love to human all the time. They don't know it, but they are. And as I'm thinking, where did the horses get the energy from? He said, we leave our bodies to connect with all that is because our frequency gets lower when being in a body. I said, can all horses do this? He said, pretty much, but it's more difficult when our human is going through a difficult time. Okay. I didn't know that. So I the, actually, I have seen horses do this. You can see it in their eyes. They're, they're they, gone, right? They're yeah, not in there? Yeah, when they check out. It's, <laughs> they do, some, some horses actually do it quite a lot. And I think horses that are not feeling well are doing it also. Um, yep. Yeah. That's exactly right. And because they need to raise their vibration to heal. And in fact, Amelia in this voice said, you know why these modalities that you humans use, you know, work? Because humans believe they will. And when they truly believe, their vibration rises closer to love and they heal. I've even had horses tell me germs and illness is just, are just energy you don't know how to balance yet. That's huge. Right, right. Huge. So, you know, they are energetic creatures. They know how to work with energy. They spot it in us. I mean, I really could go, I'm going to try to stay on point with manifesting <laughs> because it's so easy to just go left and go down another road about what they bring to the table and what they're trying to show us because we're sitting in our heads and we're missing all these energetic cues right in front of us each time we encounter another being. But that's, you know. So 
the point, and it keeps coming up as it during the channeling of the book, and now, oh my God, it'll be two years since I published that book. So it's been a year and a half since it came out. So the channeling was, you know, three, four years ago. Um, and mind you, after I heard this, you know, everything Amelia had to say, I'm like, well, what do I do with this? And for the next three years, people would talk about problems with their horses, and I would see an image of the horse, and I would get what's going on. Right. They couldn't solve it with a professional. I said, no, they, you know, he needs a chiropractor or whatever because this is out. Or, you know, the, the great one was we in the barn are all really sad. Our human mom is sick and right. she doesn't know it, right? Stuff right. like that so that I could believe. You know, if I could believe all this basic stuff, problem solving, then, I, then that would be my doorway to believe the bigger stuff that I heard that I couldn't make up. And, you know, the famous line is I'd write stuff down and then go to bed and look at it and go, Ma! <laughs> call my mom. And she would say, you know, that's not you. Don't worry about it. You know, you're funny, but you're not that funny. And you're smart, but you're not that wise. <laughs> Which I, you know, people are like, oh, your mom. I'm like, no, I needed that. So that I really knew to believe what was coming right. through. Right. Think about when it started to happen in 2012. You know, if you've been spiritually focused at all, Things have been shifting so dramatically, and right. that was a good gateway time. So it makes a lot of sense because so many people are waking up now right. and embracing animal consciousness that even the horses said, even in the last three years that I've been, you know, that I was channeling them, they, there's been a m m huge difference globally in how people are waking up. Yeah, and what I, and what I think is now, um, even though, you know, this industry has been there, but, but now people are sort of taking this on not as a novelty, you know, manifesting, but it's something that they're, they're taking into their heart and starting. And I think more and more people actually start to approach it, you know, with their heart and saying, okay, um, what can I bring to the world? What can I send out there? And, and also, you know, it's not about, with manifesting, I sometimes think some people, I have seen these, these webinars and workshops, you know, it's about biggest house, you know, how can I get a big house? How can I get a big husband? How can I get a big car? You know, and it, looking at that, I was like, there's something missing for me, you know? Um, it's really You're not, not aligned. <laughs> you're not aligned. You're not aligned with source. You're not aligned with love. And the bigger picture, like what's the dream for me that serves the bigger dream? And that's where the animals come in because they are in that vibration of love. They're not looking for things or notoriety or a compensatory check in the mail. You know, so you're, you're absolutely right. When you are aligned with the bigger picture, manifesting has a whole different flavor to it. You're, you're yeah. in sync with your heart, yeah. What I'm finding is... Um that you know animals when you have animals around manifesting is a lot easier it's and i'm not 100 percent sure why that is but i find that you know they're opening up my energy in a way um <laughs> that i can sort of maybe my you know, probably they're, they're raising your vibration because i was just going to say that they're sending you love all the time you may not be aware of it. You're busy trying to accomplish something, focusing on the yeah. task, and they're sending you love, which is why I think dogs sleep 20 hours when given the opportunity. This is a lot. Anybody that does energy work knows how exhausting it is, right? right? So your horses, your cats, I mean, they're, they're sending you energy. As Mr. T says, we know our life is not the same as yours. You have to earn money and pay, you know, and feed us. 
said, but we feed you in a different way with love that helps you heal and helps you deal with things every day. So I think you are just energetically aware and that your vibration is rising from being around your animals and the love they send you. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, I can really kind of look back and, you know, my animals have helped me manifest different things. I mean, the latest thing is a funny one. It's, it's a big fridge, you know. I know, I know. <laughs> okay, I, this I have to hear. How did your animals help you manifest the refrigerator? This is good. <laughs> like, it's, well, my, my dog, we, we went to, there's a big nature reserve um, close by. And so we went walking. And he met another dog, a little border collie um, female dog, and he fell in love. So they were playing. So me and the other woman were standing there looking at the dogs, looking at us, you know, looking at our phones and going like, I think we should kind of, you know, exchange phone numbers so that we can um, do some walk, walk, walks with the dogs, you know, walk play date. So anyway, um, we became friends. Then they had this big fridge on sale in the supermarket next to the nature reserve. And so because she was there, she's my friend, we, could, we actually managed to get the fridge in the car, you know, secure the car, the, the hatch was like a dog leash, bring it home. I wouldn't have been able to do that by myself if I wouldn't have had this new friend that my dog found, you know, it was just so. And then I sat down and I was like, this is so interesting. Um, you know, and basically these fridges are expensive. So we were like kind of waiting for an opportunity. And this was a very cheap fridge. You know, that was a great bargain. So Wonderful. it's... But, but do you see your attitude is what completes the circle? Your willingness to say it would not have happened right. without these things. And Mr. T says, you know, when, when we drag you up to someone else with a dog, you think it's just because we want to meet the dog. But in truth, we're trying to connect you humans because you isolate and you stay in your houses and you get lonely and you never have to because you always have each other and God and us. We all need each other, plants, animals, and people. That's the way it's supposed to be. You know, so, actually, this is so interesting that you say that, that dogs actually, you know, they go over not because of the dogs, but because of the, the, um, both, the both, yeah. humans. Yeah. You probably have had a similar you know, sort of experiences. I have heard such interesting stories from people where my dog drags me to or where he wants to, to play with the other dog. And uh, it's, it's actually, yeah, this morning I met an older man and he's been in this area since after the war. So he was telling me what this nature reserve, what they used to, they used to go swimming and all that. It was so interesting. And I was like, thank you, dog. So, you know, I am curious, actually, what else, you know, if my dog can help me manifest a fridge. Well, think, of, think about it. A dog read the vibration of that woman. So I always say date with your dog if you're single. I had Mr. T who has never peed on a person. I met somebody for a date. I got a little pinchy feeling in my chest when I first laid eyes on him. And he's a very famous artist in this area. We sit down and this guy has a dog. So we had kidded around. Well, we'll let our dogs kind of, you know, run this thing. And then I hear the man goes, oh, crap. And he was wearing very expensive shoes. And I said, what's the matter? He goes, your dog just peed on my shoe. Oh, my God. It was done. 
it was done. It was, <laughs> there was no need for words because it was, even though we kind of like small talk, it was dead at that moment. Mr. <laughs> T fed his thoughts. So, you know, watching who your dog pulls you up to, it's right. not an accident. You know, they're always trying to increase the love quotient. So, um, you know, you're right. Dogs do help you manifest if you pay attention. Right. Like you did. That's so when you were, I mean, do you think that different, different species actually have different advices? I know that you've spoken to different species on manifesting. Do they vary those what they say about manifesting or you know maybe share a couple different approaches how to manifest what they said actually they don't share an approach they just tell you to do it right <laughs> Meaning, okay. right because because the biggest block for humans are our limiting beliefs that the animals don't have so with getting past trauma you know that, and this is what blew me, what continues to blow me away, that how intentional the animals are in manifesting what they need to let go of their, quote, this is from a horse, we, we don't let our past hurts um, and memories define us, otherwise we would have given up on humans long ago. Each day, like if you're getting over something and you want to manifest your future and happiness, imagine you're on a path taking steps toward it and you see that vision of what you want, which is huge and you're moving towards it every day, you know, um, whether it's a butterfly that's come through or horses or tigers, uh, oh my goodness, elephants. The most important thing is to sit every day and hold a vision of what you want to create for yourself and the world, you know, fake it till you make it, baby. <laughs> So it's right. not like they, they laid out some kind of, and again, you know, I'm just, I could spend the rest of my life and I'll never be able to talk to every single species on the planet. There's way too many. So sometimes, you know, I start to see an overall theme with what, you know, for example, with reptiles, they're really teaching about non-attachment and how they leave their bodies when they're stolen and then they just hop right back in. And that's a whole nother story, but they all manifest. Whether it's a butterfly or a snail, you know, let's face it, as an insect, you are, it's total relinquishing of ego because they could be crushed at a moment's notice. Mm -hmm. it's, there's no I as an insect. It's, it's surrender to totality and completely letting go of ego. So that's a, that's a big life lesson. How much can they manifest? They didn't really talk about that. They talked about their lesson, which is total separation from ego, you know, mm -hmm. um, you know, animals that are closer to the human condition have been very vocal, or mammals okay. you know, have been very vocal thus far about manifesting. But, you know, then we get the butterfly. So, you know, it's, it's kind of, there's two messages that they give us about set the intention and then look for signs instead mm -hmm. of trying to force life. So when we're, right. we get into this manifesting head, it's not about, I will make it so, number one. You know, it is, <laughs> what's the intention? And then watch for how that, like you do, like the, the universe is saying, take this path. Mm -hmm. Somebody you meet, a phone call, an urge to go do something. So manifesting, I think, means, has, has that other component, which is, you know, 
partnering with the universe to create what you want, meaning set that intention and then look for signs, not the way we approach everything, which is like trying to lasso life like it's a wild horse. Big human issue. You know, we're so used to like will and hard work. I will manifest. Good luck with that one. Right. so the so manifesting means learning a different way of being, which means turning it over. Right. You know. I always think that you know animal communication or channeling can actually help you with this. You know, looking for those signs, because we're so um, in our normal environment, we actually shut down our senses a lot, and we kind of so that we don't get this overload, this information and sensation overload. Mm. And if we take ourselves out of that you know sort of environment where we feel the need to sort of close down we're with animals and we're starting to do to do the communicating and the channeling we need to open up and we need to really look at everything that we feel and sense and hear and so over sudden we can also look for for um for um signs and little things that come up a lot better so Maybe the missing link is we should all become animal communicators so we can manifest better. <laughs> you, you know what? It, it all comes around to because we all have these innate abilities, whether we right. get that, you know, power cognition. I, I just know my, my animal is feeling this or we are clairaudient or clairvoyant. This is also happening right now. Part of this awakening, I, the WWW, I call the worldwide wake up. Where we're reclaiming, like women are telling me, oh my gosh, how do you know where I know what's going to happen tomorrow? So I think the key, and I believe me, I struggle with this every day, is stepping out of the noise. Put down what you are doing, especially when you feel it, strangling you with stress, knots in your stomach, frustration, and, and make the time to go sit with the animals or sit outside and come back to your wisdom and then it comes out. But as long as we stay in this habit trail, you know, that, you know, what do you call that? The habit trail thing, you know, with the ant, where a hamster, 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 you know, this thing, I need, I need hand gestures, the hamster wheel. We can never evolve we can never even find out what's right. in us as long right. as we're doing non-stop and sometimes like you you may notice if you don't make that time to go be like the animals talk about especially when we're older you feel miserable stressed angry and you're like who is this because you haven't given your soul what it's screaming for which is that reconnection and the animals are always there ready to help us, you know, back into that vibration. So it's very complicated to be human, but if, if you have a day, I don't know how you feel about it, but if I have a day where I'm only doing and accomplishing, I'm sad. I, I feel kind of bereft. Do you know what I mean? I need that refill, that gasoline refill. How do you feel? Yeah, I'm finding actually that, you know, the, again, the dog helps and I have a horse. So, um, you know, going out with a horse or now, you know, I'm, I'm actually going every morning and I'm going uh, several kilometers with the, with the uh, dog. So that's kind of, that's become a stable, you know, um, you know, I do this every day and I don't even think about it anymore. And my dog without, you know, me trying to, to change anything or trying to, to incorporate something in my life 
you know, through my head, that should be good. The dog is just like, let's go out. It's really fun. I'm running around. So um, without me kind of uh, consciously making an, um, a decision, things have changed. You know, going out, you know, going out with the horse, being with the horse. Yeah. So I think animals help because you don't have to make that decision. Well, now I go out. You're doing it. You let go. Yeah. You let go. And see, again, we come back to this whole thing about striving. Humans, the strive and drive, they call it. The animals called it. I had a rhino. <laughs> called it the strive and drive. You know? So to do this manifesting means approaching it by letting go and not running after, I will accomplish this today. I will put the manifesting on my list. You've got to come at it from what you just said. You just be with no, again, look at all these challenges we're talking about. Being with your animals with no expectation. People say, how can I communicate? How can I communicate? Share space. Breathe with them. Do something with them. Do nothing with them. Be silent with them. Then at other times, tell them your dreams. You know, so when you and I are really talking about a whole different way of being than what humans have become accustomed to. You know, drive, drive, go, go, right, do, do, right. accomplish. What you just said is that's the breather. Like, oh, wait a minute, the isness of things, just getting out and being without thinking about it. Yeah, very important point you brought up. And you know what? It has become like this. It used to be that um, we felt really rich if we had a lot of money, if we had a big house, if we had, you know, material things. Now it has changed. I think that, you know, I feel really rich because I'm able to go out with my dog, you know, in the nature reserve in the morning. I can go, you know, to my horse and we can do things or we decide to not to do things. You know? <laughs> so you got it. See, you get that. And if any, I, you know, remember, two-thirds of this planet lives in cities. Right. They don't have the luxury that we have to go out at a nature reserve. So it's much harder. You know, even the squirrels talk about how much harder it is on them. There's much more competition and aggression, you know, fight for food and the noise, which is an onslaught on their much more delicate senses. So we're, we're, we're hitting some very tender chords when you think about people that live in cities and how they can find what you can find by taking that healing walk in nature. So yeah, I'm um, very big. <laughs> Maybe manifest getting out of the city. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's maybe this, the, the way we're living in our society is actually, you know, outdated a little bit. Um, because if you think about people living in, I, I, I do not want to live in the city anymore. And I don't think I could anymore, but, um, it's, you know, you, sh you have to shut your senses. You have you, the constant noise, the constant, you know, you're feeling there's so, I mean, there's so many people around you and you pick up on all the, the energies. Um, even if you don't know, you know, even if you do that subconsciously, you are getting, you know, what is the, 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 you're getting the energies. So what do you do? You shut down one kind of energy center after another in your body, you know, the chakras, um, you know, or, so it's, okay. maybe it's, you know, I'm just kind of thinking that no, maybe you, you need to, to change 
the, you yeah. know, how we live. Well, you know, I, I even put this in the book at the very end in the afterword. There's an author named Richard Louvre who coined the term NDD, nature deficit disorder. Right. Okay, great. This whole spectrum of psychological problems. I mean, they've proven in cities, you know, schizophrenia, you name it. All of these yeah. psychological illnesses are much higher yeah. in cities, obviously. And the people that live in cities are demonstrating the same kind of abnormalities as animals that live in cages. What right. a shock. So, you know, what his theory, and we talk about all these kids and people with ADD and ADHD. Right. Isn't it possible that what has happened is we just like we would an animal in a zoo, we have ripped ourselves out of the cycle of nature. Right. And the signaling goes back and forth, our brains, right, and train to the vibration of the earth. So, yeah, I mean, the whole, um, the whole thing um, about manifesting wherever you are takes on a different flavor when you are in a city. You know, I think that's, it's not impossible, but wow, I, I had to finally leave. You know, I, I left a while ago after many, many years in the city. I couldn't even hear my own heartbeat. You know, I'm very, people that are super sensitive, you know, find that more challenging. So, um, yeah, two different experiences in and out of the city. But, um, you know, that too is, part of what the animals talk a lot about, that the configuration of your life is to deliver the lessons your soul needs to grow. So that's why I, you know, I guess not everybody's going to leave the city. There are different no. things that we're learning, you know, by where we are and who we're with and whatever that path is. Um, you know, it's, I, you know, I'm sure that people can also incorporate, um, getting this sort of um, energy fix in a way by going into nature, by meditating, by doing yoga in different ways. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I always think that it's very personal. You know, you, it's your path. You need to find out what works for you. And I mean, the, the result or the goal is always the same, is to, to raise your fi uh, vibration and your frequency in order for you to, to uh, feel more joy and manifest fridges or, you know. <laughs> but there you go. You manifested a fridge when your vibe was high. So it, you're right. it's always what the animals say. You know, you are here to raise the vibration, to raise your vibration and raise that of the planet by doing so. So, you know, so yeah. What are the animals? I mean, what is their plan for us? You know, what would they like us to do? I mean, they, I mean, I, you know, I understand they want to help us. Um, but oh my goodness, <laughs> we have we have a few a few more shows because there's <laughs> more than I could ever get in in this show from how we can learn how to as we manage, you know um, joy. Joy is the critical missing piece in our efforts to evolve. Back to the vibration thing because if what wow. you're doing, you don't really laugh, and I mean even if you're doing good works, raising you know rescuing animals, whatever you're doing. If you're not laughing and enjoying it, as the animals say, switch to something else, otherwise you are lowering your vibration and that of anyone else. It's an inside job. As my dog has said, you know, it, unless you feel peace inside you, your stuff is gonna go all over everybody else. So here you are thinking you're gonna help, but right. your stuff is, and again, no one's gonna be perfect. It's an ongoing process of working with ourselves. 
self-love. I mean, I've had from a blue whale to, uh, my goodness, crows. I mean, you name the species talking about how self-love is the beginning of all healing, all joy, all respect. It all starts here. I've had horses tell me, um, and I said, oh, what a wonderful mother you are. I wish humans could be like that. And what it came out of her? Ah, but they don't love themselves. Right, right. So the animals have come through with many different perspectives on self-love and some guidance. You know, in, in all cases, when they bring up a topic, they, they give guidance on how to move past negative emotions and not beat yourself up. I had like uh, the gorilla came through with that and a beaver, you know, like a reboot. How, what do you do? I like this one. When you feel like you've gone off course, you know, you, you, you're not feeling connected to the love in your heart, you've been stressed, and he said, look softly upon one you love, whether it's your animal, your beloved, your partner, your child, and now hold that love inside of you, and now imagine it as a colored ball of light, make it your favorite color, and make it your mission to throw that ball at everyone you encounter even online, because there are no boundaries, we're all connected. Right. And it's like, this is just like a computer reboot. That this is how you get back into that love. You make a game out of it. For, right. In my case, turquoise is the color. Throwing balls of light. Again, everybody has to find what works for them. You know, put your hand on your heart before you leave right. the house. To remind yourself, this is home. Um, you know, on the whole business of growing older, which you and I, I hope we'll have time to talk about. Mm -hmm. When I asked the animals what, because we were talking about children, and I said, well, wait a minute, what about as we grow older? And 17 species came through one after another with the most incredible perspectives on how humans just are missing the point. There is so much beauty and different lessons. And what we're here to shift our focus onto in the second half of our life versus the first half. Right. Um, and illnesses. I mean, there is so much wisdom about this. And it all comes back to our minds. You know, if you allow your thinking to grow rigid, your body will become hardened like glue. Mm. Animals never see themselves as too old or for this or that or not useful or ugly or rib. They never go there. Focus on the giving and the receiving and what you can bring to, to and others can bring to the world. So going back to those basics that we knew as three-year-olds, oh, this is lovely, have some. You know, giving, receiving, and seeing the beauty in yourself and others. Our focus is supposed to be different, they tell me, in the second half of our life. You know? Right, right. And it's beautiful. As they say, the eternal gifts are the softness that come in our eyes. Wisdom is considered such a prize in the animal world. And your physical form, as elephants say, has no bearing on the growth of your soul. None. Right. None. We are looking at ourselves through a worked lens. It's the softness and the understanding that we achieve through our lives that are such precious gifts. And our radiance only peaks through time. So you and I may go, oh, well, I looked good at 35 was my best <laughs> year. And now I'm shriveling and this is hanging and my nose looks big or whatever. Uh, 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 uh. So the wisdom is like, it's like I need to myself, you know, just yeah. repeat this stuff like a mantra to get out of this human thinking that's so right. damaging about all things, about all things. Um, 
I, know? I love that. I love that, that you say getting out of the human thinking because that to me is, um, and this is what's changing. I think at the moment is that uh, the human thinking is over sudden not being passed down from generation to generation, but people are starting to say, wait a minute, do I believe that I can you know, achieve everything that I want by pushing and hard work and, and making everybody do what I, I tell them and want them to do? Or is it really, you know, take a breather, you know, exhale um, and just be for a moment and just see what happens. And I think this is, this is sort of um, where we are. And it, it could also be, you know, I loved about the, uh, the uh, second half of your life, you know, maybe this is also part of the whole thing that I am sort of getting comfortably older breathing <laughs> right you get you get it's a get to that you get to have a different way of being than you did when you were younger and you had to earn this honey you had to claw and pay your dues and do that and you know what not giving into the habit of rushing i mean there is so much that you know you were talking about how things are shifting and i think in certain lessons you know we're all different right so one mom may really get the self-love lesson and may not right so, right. So are there improvements? Absolutely. Um, and I don't like to focus on how flawed we are because we're not flawed. It's again, this belief and that belief. And, and that's why the animals keep showing up so compassionate about our human journey. You know, like a skunk said to me, being human is like leaving the garden and then spending your whole life trying to believe and realize it does exist and find your way back in. Right. But, <laughs> Then he talked about, or she, I think it was a he, talked about how magnificent the human experience is. If our intention is high, we can create concrete reality that benefits all. It is complicated. We do have our senses dumbed down and we have to live in our heads, to quote skunk. So mm. to have self-compassion that we have taken on a really rough road and be happy with our little wins. You know what I mean? It's never going to get done. We're never going to feel like we're cooked, like we got it all together. You know, you just, it's every day. Pick yourself up and brush yourself off and acknowledge all that you are working on. And the gratitude, as, as we know, vibrationally, the most important thing. Um, it's a challenge. I, I really do. I think that it, the animals show us how we can grow softer. Mm -hmm. from our challenges instead of harder because if you look at animal lives and as as horses have told me animals for the most part and they're talking about animals of course under the human yoke are not in charge of what happens and so for them life is a crash course in acceptance and flexibility mm -hmm. so we have to you know if we can look to them they keep intentionally looking for the good Focusing on the good, whether it's a tortoise. I mean, you name even the chickens who were in factory farms, you know, they've had to let go. Right. Literally right. let go and see this life, you know, connect with, they said it couldn't go on if they couldn't connect with spirit and see the bigger purpose mm. for a life over which they have no control. So not to dwell on, on limits and negativity, but they know from whence they speak because it's not easy how they live. You know, 
there's different kinds of difficult, different kinds right. of challenges that right. animals have versus us. So, right. Yeah. But do you think that we humans actually expect this to be easy or easier? Because this is what I'm, I'm getting. It was quite interesting, like the beginning of this year, everybody was like saying, not everybody, but a lot of people were saying, oh, I'm so happy that 2018 is over. And, you know, 2019 is a completely different, um, you know, energetic field. I do agree with this because I think 2019 is, is sort of, it feels different to 2018. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's kind of, why do people think it was a bad year? Do you know what I mean? It's like, if we kind of follow the animals here a little bit or the, the, the lead of the animals by saying, yeah, we had obstacles, we had challenges, we had soul lessons. Um, I'm picking up on, on this word from uh, your, your book or, you know, we talked about this before. So maybe for some reason we thought it would be easier or it should be easier. Thank or you. <laughs> Humans want the happy ending. We right. want to know that right? it's going to, but here's what the animals keep on coming through with when they come through with the big spiritual messages about what's going to happen on the planet. It's not going to be this big cataclysmic darkness. It's changed, as they say, in chunks, you know, as they weed, so they sow. So there's going to be old things dying off and new things starting. There may be, you know, it's not like our whole world is going to turn asunder or kind of like Eckhart Tolle's experience where. He just had this break, you know, and for two years was like living in a park and then became enlightened. For the majority of the planet, it is day by day, right. week by week. And it's, we would like there to be an end to our strife. And our, we chose this. We chose this. We chose to be here at this incredible, as horses said, if this is a magnificent time, it's also very challenging because the old ways and the new ways are like butting up against each other. So there's, why was 2018 difficult? Because people are feeling and they don't even know they're feeling this, all these, this change in consciousness, having right. a let go of what really doesn't work for them anymore. And right. as the animals tell me, they have to work on us energetically when we're sleeping because there's still so much conscious resistance to letting go of old, constrictive, not so beneficial ways of being, you know? So basically... Yeah. The, 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 the goal is no the solution to, to our human <laughs> obstacles, you know, difficulties and all that. Get lots of animals, you know, adopt lots of animals. You know, sleep with lots of cats on your bed. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, love this, I love this sort of thought that, um, I mean, I know that we're very close energetically with our animals, but, and that there's, you know, energy flowing and sort of there's stuff happening. But I didn't know that they were like kind of energetically working on us. But it does make sense, you know, because I can actually look back and track back that I have changed so much since um, adopting my horse, you know, since getting my horse. So, um, yeah. Well, I got a good one-liner for you from yeah. a blind cat. She's blind. She said... This is how we affect human thinking, and it's always for the good. We connect with your higher self that always knows the best choice of action and, make, and activate it 
making the sound loud enough so you experience it as a thought in your head. So why is it that you pick that cat out of the shelter? You know right. what I mean? There's that. And you know, you're, you're, and spirit, right? Or those on the other side also work in the same way. They affect your thinking. They plant a seed in there. And then if we're open, we're going to act on that. And the more open we are. Um, so yeah, animals are definitely suggesting to our higher self through the thought stream. You know, I feel so inspired and I feel like, you know, there's some things um, that I already kind of implemented. I can understand. There's still things I don't understand, you know, but, but, you know, maybe we don't have to understand. And maybe it's just like, I feel like I can sit here and be in awe. This is how I've been feeling um, talking to you. You know, I'm in awe of this wisdom that comes through you. And, um, you know, that the, 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 the animals want to share with us. And, you know, I feel privileged in a way to, to be able to go like, oh, this is really nice. You know, feeling it, hearing it. Um, yeah, but I, I want people really, really, really to know this. There are times I think that the animals chose to come through me with so much wisdom because I need it so badly. Right. I am, I'm so, you know, flawed human, monkey mind, you know, all the things. I feel like I'm living every one of these dynamics. I am so not the Zen chick that is like in this state of peace 24 7. I need to learn every single thing these animals tell me. And I'm not so unusual that they would come through with messages just from, that only apply to me. They apply to all human consciousness. That's why people are writing to me or, you know, from 22 different countries. They're, they've been on my website and reading the channelings because this is, as, as the course has said, we are giving you the voice of consciousness of mm -hmm. all life. That applies to everyone. And to take it one step further, if all consciousness is one, it explains why a horse told me stuff and four months later, the Dalai Lama said almost the identical thing. Right. Because all, so whether you get it from your angels or you get it from a priest or you get it from the animals, beautiful thing about the animals is that they're not stuck in the human experience. So they can give us a perspective that we can't get from another human. That's so helpful but the wisdom's coming through. We have teachers everywhere. This um, is so nice. And I would like to kind of, um, you know, sort of inspire people. I, you know, I was looking for a word here, inspire people to, to look, look you up on Facebook because you put up like a channel every day. Every day. Yeah. You were saying that. So it's Sandra Mendelssohn on Facebook. And I think it's Sandra.L.Mendelson, to be specific. <laughs> because, you know, there are other people that have put my name up there and created some wonky profiles, and I have nothing to do with that. <laughs> okay. okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so that would be really nice. Actually, we have come to the end of our talking, and I, as I said, you know, I feel so um inspired but yet not you know very calm and and you know i feel like this is so beautiful it's so nice to talk about this and it's so nice to 
get these inspirations from from animals and just kind of let them sink in and think about it a little bit take it in in my heart and go like okay there's something in there that maybe you know i can do i can change or just see how it feels and i'm a big believer in you know finding the happy moments the joy in your life and you know it doesn't matter what your life looks like so um yeah thank you so much for for reminding me and inspiring me today and um we all need it i think that's why the animals have come through with so much because you never know what's going to touch a given person based on what's up for you at that moment so there's just this beautiful world that exists right under our noses and yeah they work at it and it's intentional and it's it, it is really a huge gift for all of us their wisdom and their insights so thank you thank for you having so me here <laughs> and well we, we're closing down the interview now thank you thank you thank you sandra thank you for the animal wisdom messages or the channelings um but we have a little present now <laughs> so there's still something coming so we will be uh closing down now because what we're going to do is we're going into the little meditation and sandra has agreed to do to guide us through this uh, little meditation and um i will be following you so um thank you over to you sandra ah okay um this is a meditation from the animal so it may sound a little bit different than what you have experienced with other med meditations and it begins now close your eyes we do not believe what we see you humans do close your eyes forget what you see and feel what your eyes and ears tell you is already shaped by beliefs programmed into you these beliefs create boundaries between you and us Close your eyes. Feel the one heart, yours and ours. Receive with your heart. It is the one place where we are all equal and without limit. It is only through your heart that you will recognize what we have been trying to show humans throughout history. Love is all there is. Everything else is just forms, thought forms, and physical forms. Love is the glue that holds the threads of the web of life together. Return to your heart over and over again. It is from this place that you will remember who you are and why you are here. Put your hands on your heart and remember, you are here to be and create love. That is all. Thank you so much. That was beautiful. That was lovely. And again, 
Thank you, Sandra, for this lovely interview, this lovely chat, and this lovely meditation straight from the animals. And uh, I would say until next time. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Bye.